Hello, listeners, and welcome to EdgeGuard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jordan. That's me. It's Jordan. And uh, today we're here to discuss a game by the name of Remnants. Uh, Remnants is uh, was developed by June Flower, um, and also, I think, featured some uh, additional music, some guitar playing by Jack King Spooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's basically it. I think this is mostly a solo game by June Flowers. The impression I got, I think mm-hmm. they did most of the music. Um, I'm I'm thinking that's one person. In not the credits, certain, it said that Jack King Spooner also did something else on uh, level four. I don't remember what it was, though. No, it was guitar. It was like the guitar oh, it was on level guitar. four. Okay. And the credits, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, the sort of um, pitch of this game is that, well, I guess it doesn't really have like a super big pitch. It's a top-down exploration game about descending underground into a mysterious abandoned facility. I came up with that off the top of my head, I promise. Yes. Definitely didn't read it you off the You came up page. with it by reading. You're inspired um, by the words in front of you. Yeah, I, I think the reason we were drawn to it is this specific bullet point that says every room in the game is drawn from the ground up pixel by pixel, which yeah. um, might not seem that... Um, that crazy um but it is kind of i mean especially now and like with all the modern um game development technologies uh actually Mm -hmm. like hand drawing or hand placing every pixel um i don't think is all that common um except for in a game like this where it's kind of like there's there's this sort of um separate community within game development of like all right we're building and systems that are in intentionally make it a little bit harder so that they sort of like add these constraints you know things like we've played uh pico 8 games oh yeah that yeah. sort of intentionally mimic um the hardware that uh like 8-bit hardware uh and there's there's a there's a few similar there's like uh what's that bitsy that it also is sort of like a similar like stripped back sort of um architecture to kind of um I don't know, you know, limitations breed creativity. So this Mm -hmm. game here was actually made in uh, RPG Maker 2003, which uh, is like, I remember that being a thing. I didn't know that uh, people still used it to make games in the year of our Lord 2020, you know? Yeah, totally. I I was surprised by that too, especially since, is there not a newer version of of it? it was i was thinking there 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 must not be right like i don't know maybe that's there why is. everyone uses yeah i mean so the thing uh it did remind me of have you ever played uh yume nikki or like no i'm, I'm aware yeah i'm aware of what it is and uh yes i know that that is also like an rpg maker yeah um, i, 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 I know- felt like uh structurally and tonally there are some similarities uh, here. And in fact, some th- some uh, visual bits, we'll get to this later, that I think might have been actual call-outs to uh, Yume Nikki. Um, but, oh, you know, okay. it's a similar game where you're you're sort of, like, just exploring this top-down uh, world, and uh, it tells a story just by, by the exploration. And also, you know, it gets progressively more, like, surreal and unsettling as you, as you mm. traverse. Surreal um, and unsettling. Sounds familiar. This game. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Indeed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, on the topic of the the handmade um, uh, art, uh, it, it is interesting. I, it was interesting that you compared it to like to like uh, the part of the game design community that's kind of like setting, uh, you know, giving yourself a, a constraint in order to 
make the design process more interesting. I hadn't thought of it about it that way, but that makes sense to me. I think it's sort of like, um, you know, it's, it's going for a very like, uh, um, you know, it, it wants to show the hand of the maker, you know, like, uh, like, sure. like have the, the, t- you can, you know, feel the touch of the, of the, the person who, who designed it. Um, mm. and I think, uh, uh, I think that's, um, that's kind of what's going for there that just that, you know, uh, with, with, there, when you're making a, a a small solo game, there's so much um like already available that you uh in terms of like tools and assets that you can sometimes mm-hmm. like uh feel very procedural. So this is like you know an attempt to to do something that was really like like handcrafted and personal. Yeah, and I mean, and furthermore, like some people when they're working in like solo or in like a small team, the tendency would be like, oh well, in order to have enough uh content to keep people interested. We want to use something like uh, procedural generation or use as many, you know, get as many assets from elsewhere as we can. Sometimes that's like a production constraint or just like, I don't know, we don't have the know-how to make things ourselves. So we're going to check out the Unity Asset Store or something. So it's not necessarily uh, a bad thing to to not Mm -hmm. have this approach. But uh, this approach certainly does uh, have uh, advantages and disadvantages. Uh, The advantage being that this is a pretty unique and striking looking game even though its visual style is is um is pretty s- simple i would say uh but it's very colorful so i guess we should probably explain what the game is i know bit. that's what i was thinking uh yeah it uh, so it's hard to some to explain the plot because it's very intentionally um uh, ambiguous but the the you are basically uh you are some uh unnamed uh character uh, the only thing we know about you is what it says on the itch page, which is that you are a non-binary protagonist with a sick cloak. It's true, you do have a sick cloak. Uh, but you you start in this forest and you find this hatch going down into some sort of structure and uh, you were apparently looking for it uh, and then you are uh, exploring down in this like abandoned uh, com- complex of some sort that at the, at the first level, it sort of like seems like, I, I was sort of feeling like some kind of like abandoned warehouse or subway tunnel vibes, you know, with, like, uh-huh. you know, like cigarette butts and uh, beer, beer bottles and, uh, you know, graffiti everywhere. And then as it gets yeah, deeper, and clear it gets, signs of humans. Yes. People like have been there and beds and broken and, bottles and, you know, mm-hmm, and somewhat recently. And then the deeper you get, the more uh, unreal it, it gets. It starts to seem, you know, vaguely like, sci-fi or cyberpunk and then just like full-on like surreal like you're in some sort of alternate dimension uh, mm-hmm. um, before you reach the the bottom and uh and it's revealed you know kind of revealed still very ambiguous what what is what, what is at the bottom um what you yeah what you were apparently looking for yeah but um sort of moment to moment basically the game is you're just wandering around and interacting, hitting the interact button to sort of uh, see what each all the things are. And you, there's like so many things to interact. Yeah, that with. was that's the first thing I really like noticed about this game is like, holy crap, every, you know, things that uh, it, it sort of goes along with the the fact that every room is, is handcrafted. But like elements that seem like they are, are pure decoration, you go up mm-hmm. and interact with them and it has a, you know, a line or two of text that is your character's uh, reaction to that that thing, and it's just really remarkable how you know rooms that don't have any um, you know necessary uh, you know locks or keys um, uh-huh. will have twelve to you know fifteen things you can interact with. 
Uh, yeah, and, really and many of them are represented in game like so small yeah. that yeah. you can't tell what they are. It's like unclear. It it doesn't. It's like in another game, these wouldn't be interactable at all. They wouldn't be something you even give a second thought. But in this game, yeah, uh, totally. you know, every little thing is kind of worth probing and seeing what it says because it's that's sort of how this game builds a a very uh, unsettling atmosphere. I was just sort of uh, your character uh, walking around and noting all of the weird signs that there used to be people and some of them really old, some of them less old and some of them uh, less explainable uh, and some of them mm. more or less uh, disturbing, you know? <laughs> um, yes. And as your, your character will, uh, it usually is doing like mere description uh, but we'll sometimes editorialize and be like, that is really disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the deeper down you get, the more yeah, the character sort I, of editorializes for you. Well. There's yeah. there's a little bit more, there are a few more moments of like brevity where the character will kind of like uh, joke about the thing they see or uh, as you alluded to being like, this is uh, deeply upsetting. I should get out of this room. Yeah, I want to be out of this room or it's like, I don't want to look at this thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you and me both, buddy. I also <laughs> want to not be in this room. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, that's that's basically uh, the game. You, I mean, I guess uh, there's also um, a few. There's a little bit of like item hunting of like you'll okay, find yeah, a door you have an inventory. And like, ah, you need a key. Yeah, there's there's like probably five or six items throughout the whole game that you kind of need to to get to move on. Mm-hmm. But that's basically it, and they really uh, only exist as a way to kind of force you to explore as much of the level or much as much of each layer as you can. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, in order to find them because they can be kind of hidden. Um, but yeah, so it's it's not really a, a gameplay heavy game other than just sort of you wandering around and interacting with whatever catches your eye. Um, but I guess maybe I don't know where do you want where do you want to take this now that we've sort of uh, given the the baseline of uh, what this game is. Um, well, I I guess I wanted to maybe just talk a little bit about the. Um uh maybe just well i mean this this is one that you really have to talk about the the narrative in order to talk about so maybe we'll start by just saying if you're interested uh spoilers ahead uh this game is free on itch uh and it was i i i i liked it i thought it was a an intriguing um short little uh adventure yeah it only takes like i think 30 or 45 minutes yeah Um, i think especially if you're interested in like uh horror or sort of like it's not it's not explicitly horror there are no like scares but it is just uh it's definitely like creepy and kind of yeah uh, foreboding so if you're into that sort of thing um i definitely think it's uh it's worth uh diving into and also the art is cool to look at and there's a lot of it it's also i feel like yeah unsurprisingly it's kind of about the visuals uh in a in a big way so yeah if you're interested if any of this stuff sounds interesting go play it pick it up on itch 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and uh, then come back and yeah. listen to what we're about to say, which is what, Jordan? I don't know what you're going <laughs> to um, Well, I just spoil. wanted to kind of ask you, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to talk through a bit, like what our, what you thought it was, this place was, and you were searching for, like as mm. you, as you were playing it. Because early on, I was, um, at the very beginning, I was very confused, like, like why the crap am I here? Um, yeah. But then I was, I was sort of expecting it to be a more uh, tonally. It really seemed like a a sort of like post apocalyptic mm. uh, sort of narrative was going on at first. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, and, and that was sort of, um, uh, reinforced by the fact that, uh, you, you know, it seemed to be dropping some pretty strong hints that like this place is, uh, you know, people have moved in since the, since it was originally abandoned. And so it, mm. it sort of was seeming like it was, uh, suggesting there was sort of like, you know, different uh, timelines of people had stayed here. Like the original inhabitants had built it. And then like now it's, it's, you know, there's people who are, are, uh, you know, have made it their home since, uh, mm-hmm. since it was abandoned. Um, but then uh, they, uh, I, I don't think that is what, what is the case or at least it doesn't ever give you a, a explicit confirmation of that, of that sort of interpretation. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't. I don't have like a super specific read uh, here. Um, I I yeah, it's it's interesting because definitely like people were here. There are a lot of like explicit signs that people were hiding out here, um, and those people are now oh, gone. And but the- I, I guess one other thing: uh, the very first thing you see is uh, uh, some graffiti. Is this the first thing that says like "Turn away if you want to live" or something like that? Like some mm, threatening. Does it say that? There's a lot of graffiti in this game. Yes. And in general art on the walls. Um, Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if it's meant to be um, like post apocalypse. It's definitely like people were here that maybe weren't supposed to be here. Maybe they were hiding out is kind of the vibe that I got. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I get, I don't know. I don't know. Another theory I had at one point, all the cigarettes uh, and the, 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 still remaining blood stains. Another thing I thought was maybe it was like, uh, you know, some high school kids, uh, who were, you know, uh, you know, drinking, drinking some beers underneath the train tracks and they stumbled into this place. And then whatever was here, uh, killed them. Uh, hmm. I was expecting to be attacked. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing is, um, you, you mostly feel pretty, uh, pretty confident that it's, uh, it's empty. But at one point I started wondering if like, you know, something was going to appear or jump out yeah. or something like, is this well, place an, inhabited? Yeah. Well, there's an interesting aspect of this, uh, the world here or the, the place that you're in is that, um, your character keeps remarking about how things are in uh, good condition. Like they yes. seem like they've been here a long time, but they haven't been, they seem almost like untouched by time. Yeah. And also the, the growth of plants in certain part, like the plants are overgrowing and they're kind of like, strange and alien plant life uh that it sort of seems like so so my kind of like general read on this thing or what it was most reminded me of is something like uh annihilation did you you saw that movie right oh yeah yeah yeah. so you're in the once what's the area what do they call it in the the silence or something like that i don't remember at all Um, uh yes it's something weird yeah but i I had a kind of a kind of a similar vibe to that where it's just like uh, things that are happening don't seem like they should be happening. And, uh, yeah, the connections I, between the different elements are like kind of strange and surreal. And it's just kind of like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. I, so I actually, that I, I sort of get that as well because it, there's also kind of a, um, a feeling of like, like things are like, uh, like there's a kind of overgrown feeling to some mm-hmm. of it, you know, like all these weird multicolored mushrooms are just like bursting out of the ground in some places. Yeah. And it, th- there doesn't seem to follow a kind of like organic logic Well, you'd be in one room. That's like all metal stuff. And the next room, yeah. it's like suddenly overgrown with like, uh, uh, trees and plants and the huge, mm-hmm. weird multicolored flowers. 
Um, yeah, so that is a very annihilation-y vibe. I, I hadn't thought of that, uh, but that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think in general the game kind of has like each different room you're in almost has like a theme and some of them are connected uh yeah. like the rooms that are connected to one another were kind of like share a theme or have some common ground and other times it's like a hard stop between like here's a horrifying like doom hell uh gore filled monstrosity room and then here's a room with pretty tiles and yeah. murals or here's on the a room wall. with a uh like sarcophagus of yeah <laughs> of ancient pharaoh or something yeah yeah there's just like each room is kind of its own thing and i i sort of remember that being an aspect of um of annihilation as like the main character sort of like experiencing these places and just being like what the hell is going on here this is weird yeah. or like this is a weird place for my past or that sort of thing so um i kind of i kind of got that that vibe from this that you're supposed to be sort of like it's supposed to be dreamlike in the way that it moves from uh different uh themes or sort of uh the spaces are connected but uh connected physically but uh you know thematically and stylistically yeah. uh pretty uh yeah it, it even gives you i think that my my sort of like wondering what sort of genre i was in like uh post-apocalypse is also or if like, mm. is it post-apocalypse or is it just like a teen movie or is it horror is also sort of <laughs> something that it it's uh it's going for just that like you can't uh it's very hard to like stabilize in your mind like what kind of world you're in like like mm. it seems at you know it seems like there's some implication that you know at first i just assumed it is you know a semi-normal setting and then i was like okay sure. this is clearly some sort of future and then if it's like oh this is just total fantasy um although it does have mentions uh you see like a you run into a big uh stone cross at one point and mm -hmm. and your character reacts to it by saying uh it must be a symbol of some ancient and defunct religion or something like that so that oh, uh, that is ancient? one mm. one thing that it, it said like old or something like that like okay uh, the, the implication is the character is not familiar with the religion um and so that implies that it is in some kind of like you know future because like how would you not recognize a cross sure um, yeah i mean that that's interesting and there's another uh point where like you see a a pinball machine oh yeah you do like oh a pinball cabinet i haven't seen one of these in like years or yeah uh, isn't wasn't there also something I, I i feel like i remember them remarking about something not having been around for 50 years i think that was a one of the game systems it could have been so the, i guess it could have been the one that you have to play yeah um, I'm, I'm curious if this is like post-apocalypse or even like post-post-apocalypse like sort of uh the uh the big thing happened everyone went other underground and then we we came back out from underground because the start oh, of the like yeah. the start of the game you're in a regular forest and at the end when you uh meet sort of the entity at the end uh you say like hey something emanating from here is causing trouble for up top it's causing it's, like the plants not to grow right or something it's causing like everything to be frozen in time which i'm yes, remembering is now right. another another aspect of the sort of annihilation thing is the sort of like warping of time but um uh and anyway and so you're that's why your character has come down here to say like ah things are getting frozen in time please whatever is causing this stop stop doing that leave our time alone and then that thing is like sure thing buddy just hold still or <laughs> whatever yeah i um, i was curious what you you thought happened there because the 
the thing like is initially like, no, I can't do that. And then you like ask it and it, it's like the, the, the way I interpreted what it said is like, it's saying, oh, I can, but for a price. And then it like yeah. kills, yeah. kills you or something. But yeah, it's, that was kind it's of my not exactly well. clear what it, uh, what it did or why it needed to do that or what it is or who you are or where you are or when mm-hmm. it is or. Well, so maybe, maybe that's the whole thing is that maybe this doesn't take place in any specific time period because the place you're in is, uh, without time and all the different mm. rooms are different, uh, people that inhabited it at different times before it swallowed them up and, uh, mm. kept all of their, uh, belongings or the space as they inhabited it as sort of frozen in time. Um, oh, you know? interesting. So the space actually literally is like, like bits of multiple times. Well, yeah, it's mm. also like alive. It's implied that the, yeah. the thing at the bottom is just sort of the representative. Is the place. Because it, it yeah. describes itself as a place. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Which was a yeah, interesting thought. Like you're, you're crawling around in its, in its like bowels it's, and limbs. Yeah. yeah. Creepy. Yeah. It's definitely, this game is a uh, way creepier than I thought. I mean, the, the art style is kind of like, so everything is uh, like the background is black, like the base color is black. And then there's sort of like bright colors built up on it, which yeah. is sort of, uh, I think it's reminiscent of like some older, like PC games, like Amiga. I actually think there's like a specific, uh, evocation of like a ZX spectrum. Cause there's, uh, like on the, I think it's on the main menu. It says like ZX specter. Um, so I, I think that might mm. be kind of the art style that's being evoked here, but, uh, anyway, it's, it's kind of like a bright, colorful art style. So it doesn't really seem like it would be all that creepy of a game, but it is extremely creepy and unsettling. Yeah. And yeah the, the like, one that once, once there's like faces in the, in oh, the God. environment, that's when it's creepy. Like the giant one with like, that looks like a, a face with like blood streaming down its eyes. Yeah. That one was I super think, creepy. I think the first moment for me is when you are like the moment where it's like, Oh, this is not just like. Uh, you know, implying a little bit of creepiness. This is explicitly unsettling. It's the room that you get to where it's just like, there's a bunch of statues and every every one of them says it's bloodstained. It's just like, here's yeah. a statue of a hand, dot, dot, dot. It's bloodstained. Here's a statue <laughs> of a head, dot, dot, dot. It's bloodstained. <laughs> and just like the floor has blood on it too. It's just like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah. Um, I am. Yeah, that, just, that reminds me, I just wanted to say before I forget the, so the thing that I, the room do you remember where there's like hands coming out of the ground? Oh yeah. I thought that might've been, uh, you know, maybe not like an explicit reference to you may Nikki, but it, it, it seemed like the, the, I definitely was getting some, some you may Nikki vibes. So there's like this famous, uh, scene where you're, there's like hands coming out of the ground and there are eyeballs everywhere. Uh, so mm. I, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it, I felt like it was in the, in the spirit of that sort of game. Yeah, it could be. I mean, uh, this game definitely isn't uh, above having referenced other games. There's a there's a Dark Souls reference in here. Did you did you find it? Oh no, I didn't. What was what was this? There's a, a skeleton. If you interact with it, it says, "Don't give up, skeleton." Classic. Is that? Oh, you don't know that? Come on, Jordan. Yeah, it's like anytime there's a dead skeleton, uh, players will leave a note using like the note leaving system that just says, says don't, "Don't give up, skeleton!" <laughs> like, "Don't give up, comma skeleton!" Exclamation point. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Somehow I'm not familiar with that one. I'm just familiar with the the uh, great chest ahead one. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a classic <laughs> one. 
Uh, but anyway, yeah. And I feel like also there were a few visual things around that kind of reminded me of other stuff or seemed like they were probably, you know, especially in the, in the early rooms where there's just like, here's a pile of clutter and trash. And like your character says like, ah, it's a pile of garbage. And it's like, but I bet you those are specific items modeled after certain things. I wouldn't be surprised if there are little oh, Easter yeah. eggs in there. Yeah. And I mean, just the, the, ver- the like pixely, um, I mean, the, the thematically, this game is is playing with video game history in in multiple ways. I mean, I think a lot of the mm. like, if you just look at the the like the title, the like the font for the word remnants, uh, that just uh-huh. feels like a very like uh, I don't know, like SNES era game or something. It like, feels like Metroid to me. Yeah, Super Metroid. yeah, totally. Uh, and, and so a lot of the like the like style, of the pixel art feels like um, is sort of uh you know an homage to video game history even your character looks a little bit like mega man although that one's maybe a stretch um, yeah uh but the um oh wait i had a specific comparison that now i've forgotten uh wow. i'll come back to it i'll remember it in a bit good job oh uh, the other reason that it's a it's like an homage to video games is you play a video game in the game um, oh yeah uh, which I was, I was curious what you thought of that. That was, uh, that was an interesting moment. So, you know, most of the, the sort of lock key moments that it has are, uh, you know, pick up an item and use it to open a door. Uh, mm-hmm. but here you have to play a game in order to get a password. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was well, an interesting that, choice. That wasn't one was interesting for me because I played the game and got the password before I got to the door that said I needed a password. So I just kind of like immediately was like, ah, yes, I know yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went. I um, I did it. I did it, approach the door first. So yeah. yeah, but I was I was I don't know. It's it's interesting to have like I don't know game within a game. It's a it's a it's a common thing I would say. Classic true. Although usually it's like mini games uh, for fun, not like this yeah. kind of added to the creepy unsettled nature and yeah, sort like of the, the Witcher card game. More... <laughs> I always forget what it's called because I haven't actually played Witcher, but uh, God, what is it called? Gwent. Gwent. Yes. You haven't played any of the Witcher games? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. need to. Oh man. They're pretty good. Well, yeah, parts of them are really good and parts of them are, I don't know. Less I've good. got, I've got <laughs> Witcher feelings, especially with that Netflix show recently. I've been, mm. I actually have bought uh, one of the books that when I was really into the Witcher, when I was like 17, this book was not yet translated in the US. Uh, so oh, really? Kind of reading that anyway. That doesn't have anything to do with this podcast. I can talk <laughs> to you about it with you later. Um, but yeah, I think normally like a mini game is sort of like, ah, here's a distraction from stuff. Whereas this, obviously you have to do it to progress. And also I yeah. feel like it sort of is playing into the sort of uh, adding to your confusion about what time period this takes place in and yeah uh, what the previous time period was because it's like a tape and i think your player's like oh yeah i used to have this or i used to have a similar thing doesn't isn't there some impl- uh they imply that uh they the console they had they bought one on launch day or something like that um, uh, i don't remember if it was specifically launch day but they definitely mentioned like there's a mention of like launch a sense, day a sense of nostalgia with mm-hmm. like and memory uh with this definitely yeah so it's no, no, it's a it's a game that like doesn't a- it asks many many more questions than it answers. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, another mm-hmm. another thing that I, I just remembered uh, is that the all the rooms have a little like title. 
or like a oh, name yeah. for all the rooms. And many uh-huh. of those uh, um, uh, also do do that of like uh, asking more questions than they answer. Like uh, mm. one of them was a uh, homunculus distillation process. And it's yeah. like, uh, let's say you just, you hear that and you become very curious. Like I, what, what's happening here? They're making uh-huh. homunculi. Uh, and, um, yeah. And also, which I that, guess is like the, is kind of like the aesthetic of the whole game. Right. Which is to like have these little like threads that you like want to pull on, uh, but can't, but you can't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that, that's what kind of gave me the impression that it's like each of these rooms represented some people that tried to stay here uh and like make shelter and they or use it for one end or another uh and then they were consumed by the the sort of time sink that is here yeah yeah they they became consumed and their space is preserved like it's almost like it's growing with each uh person or group Mm. of people that is sort of like absorbs or something because um it's like I think it's that homunculus thing. It like, I don't know. I feel like there was a little bit of an implication that it might be like a drug lab or like some weird science experiments are going on here. Cause there was like, uh, on the table, there's like, there's some weird, it looks like it might be alive, but I don't know what it is. And like, yeah, you look at the art, it kind of looked like it was like the shape of like a fetus or like a little baby. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Um, but there's just like a lot of like weird little spaces, where it's just like uh, people that don't belong anywhere else came here to hide out and then became absorbed. <clears throat> they you know? too were eaten by uh, yeah. the room. Monster and then House. You, What's that movie? And, yeah, Monster, Monster House. Monster House, yeah. Have you watched that movie? No, I haven't. <laughs> I never watched it until uh, my my girlfriend, who you know, uh, is like loves that movie. So I watched it with her. Did you know that movie was written by Dan Harmon? What? No, I did yeah, not know. It that. was written by Dan Harmon and Rob <laughs> Schrab. Oh, is it good? <clears throat> it's surprisingly for a kids movie, it's surprisingly dark mm. and like the script is, is pretty good. It's funny and smart. Uh the animation sucks. So like oh, bummer. I think they tried to do the this uh it's like uh motion captured animation for the characters. Oh, they tried to do the like, Polar Express thing. Well, no, it's worse oh, because no. the Polar Express is like trying to look like real, like kind of like real people. Like it's that weird sort of uncanny valley. Whereas like this, they're stylized characters that have weird proportions, but they're the so the animations of their faces are clearly like stylized and hand animated. But the the animations of their body are very clearly like we took uh, some motion capture of a regular human person running around and oh. like morph the scale dude it it looks really weird and pretty terrible uh so anyway that's uh my review of monster house i give it a six out of ten maybe a maybe a seven <clears throat> oh uh, that's great thanks it's for just, listening to just, our video just, game podcast just what the the listeners were were looking out for uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, one other ahead. thing that we haven't talked about this game because it's only a minor thing, but it does sometimes have a bit of a sense of humor uh, yeah. in the sort of like, uh, especially in the responses that your your character has to the things they see. Uh-huh. Uh, one that I just uh, thought was uh, funny is it, you, you see this weird like sculpture at one moment and your character says, what's nice about art is you can make whatever you want. 
like uh whatever that is <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that one <laughs> just a great it's little and, uh little dig at the previous you know owner of this art um, yeah i think uh part of uh the the thing i liked about the humor is i feel like it got more um it became more present as the game went on so even as the game got a little bit creepier it also gave you a little bit like moments to breathe of like all right your character's having a at least a yeah a good uh, sense of humor about this. And also it to me, it sort of implies a sense of like bewilderment where like at first, like the player, they might be a little bit creeped out by everything. And then after a certain point, they're just like what kind of along fuck? for the ride. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, this is fucking wild. Yeah. Um, well, did you have any other thoughts on, uh, remnants? Um, um, I don't think I had any other, uh, specific ones. Oh, I did just want to shout out. It has a couple moments where it, it has some animations um, oh, sure. like uh, climbing up a ladder or kind of at the end. And uh, um, they, I just thought they were, they were well done. Just wanted to mm. shout that out. I am, um, I was intrigued. Uh, it seemed like they were also like hand, a uh, hand drawn yeah. basically like sure. uh, frame by frame. So that was, uh, yeah. that was cool. And I guess that's also yeah. probably why they were used so sparingly. Cause that's probably yeah. very labor intensive. Yeah. It probably uh, took forever. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, with that, um, I'm going to tell the people what we're playing next week because I'm really mm-hmm. excited about it. Uh, listeners uh, that have been listening for a long time may remember uh, a creator by the name of Cosmo D. Uh, we have played two of Cosmo's games. We've played Off Peak and we have played the Norwood Suite. Um, and Cosmo's newest game is out now. Uh, it's called Tales from Off Peak City. And it actually also features um, some some work by uh, Julian Cordero, who we've interviewed on the show, and also colored uh, covered, excuse me, um, a couple of uh, his games. We covered uh, what's Trees, and then uh, Levedad, uh, Levedad, which we interviewed him about, uh, which is where you were sort of like wandering around with the camera. So that sort of camera mechanic has been added into uh, into Tales from Off Peak City, and. Uh, Anyway, I'm extremely excited to play it. It's it takes place yeah. in the same world as the last two games, so I'm sure it'll still have that classic Cosmo D vibe, and I'm sure it'll still have the classic, excellent Cosmo D soundtrack. Ooh yeah, uh, so good. And yeah, I'm really excited. So uh, the weird thing about this game is that um, you can't. Uh, it's a little bit hard to get your hands on it right now. Um, unless you subscribe, well, I mean, this is the way to do it is if you're a subscriber to the, um, the humble selects, um, which is sort of like humble bundle. They've started their own little like publishing branch and they have a subscription service where you pay monthly and you get access to a a collection of games that they, uh, publish and put out. So the game won't be available on itch or steam until later this year, but it's available right now on uh humble select so if you want to subscribe there you can do it uh cosmo was gracious enough to send us some keys so we'll be uh playing sort of preview builds of the steam version uh but anyway we'll be back with that next week uh and until then you can follow us on twitter why don't you tell the people about twitter jordan uh yes so uh our twitter handle is at edgeguardcast that's where we uh tweet out all the updates for the podcast new episodes games we play uh twitter handles of creators if we have them if they have um one so if you want any of that information, that is the place to find it. If you want to play a game uh, that we play before listening to the episode, that's also where to get a link. Uh, and then also, if you want to uh, tweet us any recommendations or just want to talk about the podcast, 
that's where you can that's where you can do that. So follow us at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, we'll be playing uh, Tales from Off Peak City next week, and we will talk to you then. Yeah.